Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and welcome back to the show, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Luke Pierce. Hello, Luke. How you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Let's drop the puck. It all gets started with a home-and-home tomorrow night in Red Deer. Obviously, last season, after going to the Memorial Cup, where you were an assistant uh, in 21-22, winning the WHL title, uh, last season was a tough year. You guys had a lot of injuries out of the gate. Hope spring eternal for every team at the start of the year. How did you guys perform during the course of preseason? Yeah, I was uh, really happy with uh, with the group in preseason. I thought uh, there was certainly a higher level of urgency than maybe what we see in, in regular preseasons. I think just with the competitive nature of our camp and the number of returning bodies that we had i think uh guys understand that there's uh there's some some jobs to be uh battled for so uh finished up with a two and two record i thought we you know probably should have won three of those but um you know some some really good lessons and some really good games there up uh, in grand cash against uh, an older prince george cougars team you're going to be down some left wingers. Uh, Nathan Pilling uh, is at uh, Calgary Flames main camp. They got a split squad game coming up. He is the grandson of actually former 6:30 Chad Sales guy Greg Pilling, who won a 1963 Memorial Cup with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, and then you you got Ty Nash, the son of Tyson Nash, in a trade who was supposed to be a scorer for you this year. He's going to be out a while. And Gavin Hodnett, who uh, was pretty much one of your better offensive players as the season we're on last year. So you're a little light in scoring up front. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's absolutely fair. And it's, you know, early on, it was felt like a little bit of deja vu to lose guys that early. And um, But I think our team is in a much better place to, to withstand some of those injuries. I mean, you don't replace, uh, especially the skill and scoring of Gavin Hodnett. We got used to playing without Nathan Pilling down the stretch last year. He broke his leg and missed a, a large portion of our year. Um, so we, we understand that. It'll be a, certainly a nice injection to have him back. And obviously Ty Nash is a 20-year-old in our league would be a, a huge addition and, and a strong leader for our group. So, But like I said, I think we're, we're a more mature group than we were in the past and probably better uh, prepared to handle that adversity. Uh, I know Mark Lejoie was at the Colorado camp. He is back. He's one of your 20-year-olds that was acquired from uh, Tri-City. Yeah, that's correct. Mark uh, got back yesterday, was back on the ice with us uh, for practice yesterday and today, and 
he looks fantastic. He's going to be a, a tremendous addition to our group, both on the ice and in our room. I think just exudes confidence and, you know, knows our league inside and out. And I think he's re-energized uh, being back here at home and excited to get him out there. One organization at the NHL level that seemingly has done a really good job scouting and drafting uh, defensemen has been the Anaheim Ducks. Last year, they had the highest-scoring uh, prospect defenseman in the Ontario League, the Quebec League, and the WHL. They had Zellweger in the WHL. Uh, they drafted Wojtek Port. Is he still at Anaheim's camp? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's had a really strong camp, and all feedback from them has uh, has been really positive. So, um, I mean, we we hope to see him sooner than later. But for his sake, I think the longer he can stick around there, the better, and uh, get some experience, you know, playing some exhibition games with them. I think would go a long way for for him. He came here in in outstanding shape, and it's uh, he looked really good in our camp too. So I'm not surprised that he's still down there. How old is uh, Vern Fiddler's son, Blake Fiddler, right now? Is he 16? He is, yeah, just uh, just 16. So he's uh, he's a very young man, and um, so far he's been uh, playing uh, a much more mature game than than the odd the average 16 year old. That's for sure. He looks he looks really good. How big is he? Uh, he's six three. Uh, he's still got to fill out a little bit, but he's put on a lot of weight even since uh, you know last January when we had him up here for a couple practices and a and a visit. So he's uh, he's growing and maturing quite quickly. And um, right shot kind of, as yeah. well, right? Right shot defenseman. Yeah, big long right shot kid that can skate. So um, as we know, the Western League's a tough league for defensemen, and we expect him to go through his growing pains. But all signs right now look very positive. And you have Qualic, uh, Carter Qualic as well, because he was one of your guys that uh, sort of a steady stay-at-home type guy. Yeah, good balance for you know we got some really good skating, quick guys on that right side, and Carter, a guy like Mark was well on that left side, and give us some good strong physical presence. And Carter went through an off-season sip. Uh, hip surgery, but he's uh, he's looking good here right now. So excited to have that maturity on the back end. Fiddler is uh, was the number one pick in the uh, U.S. draft uh, for you guys. You got uh, uh, a Czech kid, I think third overall in the CHL import draft. Uh, that player is who? Uh, Adam Yeko. So Adam played a couple of years as an underager at the Ivan Holinka. Um, had a really good tournament on a strong Czech team this year that. Uh, that lost to Canada uh, just prior to overtime and uh, or sorry just prior to the shootout so uh, very big kid he's 6'3 I mean you would know Jakob Demick similar sure. to that size big strong maybe a little cleaner of a skater than Jakob but um, you know a little younger too so but he's he's been really impressive so far good poise understands English uh, extremely well spent a year in Finland so he's he's prepared all right, we're joined right now by Luke Pierce. He's a head coach of the Evans Oil Kings. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, who's going to mind the twine? Well, we're going to have a shared tandem here with Colby Hay and, and Logan Cunningham. And I um, you know, was catching your interview there with Doug Wade earlier, which I'll probably bug you for the audio of that because there was a lot of similarities in the way he talked about that. Um, 90s Oilers group and, and what they had gone through as a young team and one of the right. things he mentioned was was the strength of goaltending and anything can happen and we feel for us that's a, a strength of our team right now with their experience. I think they're the most experienced tandem in our division so we're going to need them to, to share the workload and, and just provide us really quality starts on a nightly basis here. Yeah, it's interesting. There was another guy that I kind of kept an eye on last year on your team and, and it, it was in part and parcel 
to the Memorial Cup because he did not score in the playoffs at all for you. And that's Cole Miller, uh, who's a six foot four. I like I like big right shot centers and big right shot defensemen. That's I, I have a thing for that as a uh, guy that was at one time a big left shot useless winger that stopped uh, growing at 12 years of age. Uh, but Cole Miller, to me, there's something there. He played really well for you guys in a couple of Memorial Cup games. Him and Jackson, we might have, which was maybe part and parcel why you guys didn't win, is that those were your best players. Um he, you know, I, I know, he, look, he had some tough moments. He didn't get drafted. Have you seen some progression with Cole? Because uh, anytime you got a guy at six foot four and 190 pounds and he's a right shot, the players like that have a chance to play. Oh, absolutely. We, we've seen progression with Cole probably, you know, starting January last year. I felt January to March, if, if maybe we were in a better spot as a team and more teams were paying attention to our group, I think he's a draft all day the way he can skate and handle the puck and there's some tools there that he's going to continue to develop but I think for him it's just a later maturing um, both mentally and physically and he put a lot of work in uh, over the back half of last year I think he'd be the first to admit that his the early part of his season really didn't go his way and I think for young players it's hard to get it back on the rails but he's put the work in he looks really good right now Um, I thought he had a fantastic practice today so it's funny that you bring him up because we were talking about him in the coach's office after and excited for uh for his start awesome stuff so give us the schedule uh for this weekend so we're off to red deer tomorrow and uh we'll have them back up here saturday night at uh seven o'clock at rogers so all right to, to get her going all right well mooner and myself i know are coming down for that game on saturday night uh fortunately alabama plays in the afternoon so i'm going to be watching them against Ole miss at 1 30 until 5 it's going to work out perfectly i love it when a plan comes together uh luke one final one for you i'm going to put you on the spot here and because uh, you are a coach uh your thoughts on maybe who are the stronger teams uh, in your uh, in your conference uh in the eastern conference of the whl well, our opponent tomorrow is probably the first one you bring up. I mean, I think they're missing a couple guys still at NHL camps, but they, uh, they're a mature group, uh, really good, strong back end, and they'll be a tough one. Um, you know, I think our division will be really tight overall. Medicine Hat looks really quick and fast and offensive um, focused. And then I think out in the East, you're looking at, you know, Saskatoon, Moose Jaw uh, have continued to develop really well, and, and those will probably be the powerhouses. But I don't know if there's one that's a clear-cut favorite like we've probably seen the last couple of years. All right. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, thank you for your time. Luke, we'll see you down there the next couple of days. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Appreciate the support as always. You bet. That is Luke Pierce. He's the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. All right. This is a late trivia question purely for bragging rights, but a reminder, coming up game day trivia in the playoff, uh, in the regular season will be for Pro-Am Sports. Fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at proamsports.ca. Doug Waite goes into the Oilers Hall of Fame. Name the two wingers, and you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Name the two wingers that played with Doug Waite that were jokingly referred to as the bang and clank line because they didn't hit the net when they had opportunities. Who were the two wingers that played for Doug Waite back in the 1990s that made up 
the bang and clank line? It's a tough question. You're going to have to do some digging at 646. Reed Wilkins with a crossover and Brendan Escott with this day in Oilers history when we return on Oilers now. 648 in Edmonton. All right, so the question again for Pro-Am Sports for bragging rights. Name the wingers that made up the bang and clank line that played with Doug, Lane, Doug Waite. And the reason it's significant is because at 780-496-0063, uh, these guys were both decent players. They just didn't quite reach the apex. And the joke was they were bang and clank because they consistently missed the net. So we're not talking like Ryan Smith and Bill Guerin here. We're talking players a little less. One of the players came in the same trade as Louis DeBrusque to Edmonton for Mark Messier and was also the captain of the world junior team. He attended the University of Alberta while he played for the Oilers. It is 648 in Edmonton and we are going to go to this day in Oilers history and that is presented by our friends at New West Travel. Last call for our four-night Nashville road trip. Fly non-stop Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play the Predators this October. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. What do you got here, uh, Brendan? Uh, well, it is Ryan McLeod's birthday, so we'll say that. But I will also say that he shares a birthday with Maddie Hagman, born on this day in 1955 in Helsinki. He was with the Oilers for two seasons from the uh, 1980 season through 82. Scored 112 points in 147 games and then returned to his hometown team in the SM Liga to finish out his playing career. Yeah, uh, Maddie unfortunately passed away in 2016 at the age of 61. He centered Mark Messier and Glenn Anderson in the 1981 playoff series against the Montreal Canadiens. So uh, there you go, Maddie Hagman, who uh, ended up uh, get, basically playing two seasons and almost had a, like 112 points in 147 games uh, for the Edmonton Oilers at that time. How are we doing on the trivia here? 780-496-0063. Mike has got it. Uh, who else got it right? Uh, Don was close. Uh, Jack missed it by one. Uh, Mike is our, got the correct answer. Scott Pearson and Stephen Rice were... Uh, the perpetrators of the nickname the Bang and Clank Line. That was a joking reference that was made by some of their officers. Uh, do you remember, uh, Rita, you're roughly of the vintage. Do you remember Doug White centering Stephen Rice and uh, I don't remember Scott that Pierce? line specifically. I remember those guys playing for the Oilers. So I remember Stephen Rice coming into the blockbuster that I worked at. Oh, yeah. What did he rent? I don't remember. How about this? We had Charlie Huddy on yesterday. I worked at Rosie's Bar and Grill as a bartender. Guess what his bill was with a gift certificate? Two hundred and twenty dollars. No, twenty-two, twenty-two. Oh, I was thinking there was you were a twenty-two the same, in there. Yeah, no, it was twenty-two dollars. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, seriously, how could that end up being twenty-two? It was fate. And yes, the Oilers won that year. It was eighty-four, eighty-five. Uh, the second. That's person, pretty good. Because Charlie Huddy obviously wore twenty-two. I believe Pearson came from the Leafs, and Rice came. Was he part of the Messier yes, trade? Yes, he was part of the Messier trade. And I think Pearson came from the Leafs, didn't he? But I can't remember the deal. Yeah. I, how about this? I remember I met Scott Pearson, Rod Phillips, uh, in the last year that he did the Oilers games. Last year, yeah, during the nine ten season, yes, 
introduced me to Scott Pearson in Atlanta, of all places. He came into our booth. So uh, Pearson was a first-round pick, six overall, the Leafs back in 1988. He came from the Nordiques organization. And he actually, in 93-94, had 19 goals, 37 points in 72 games, and 165 pims. He was a light heavyweight that was willing to engage, uh, not a heavyweight, so he sort of... He fl- so what was the deal that brought him here? Oh, well, Does it say the trades there? Um, it might have was Orenkin that deal. Let me just see here, Scott. It doesn't say the trades on the other page you just, were on. Just hold okay. on a okay. second. Holy, hey. uh, <laughs> great grinding away. Uh, Edmonton. Oh, it was for Jelena. I, I talked. Oh, to, that was that one. Okay. I talked to uh, Martin for about a half an hour in Penticton. It was great. By the way, Reed, it was great being there. It's great being there in Penticton. Marty Jelena from Doug McLean. There we go. Oh, Doug's listening. <laughs> Two Doug, days in a, Doug's, so, Doug's loyal. Doug's loyal. Doug, uh, Doug referenced uh, the, the U of A Golden Bears beating the Western Ontario Mustangs, the Purple Ponies in 80 and 81, and then you had Blake Thurman on. All right, we've, we've heard a bit from Brendan Escott on this. Your thoughts on what we saw to the line combinations today, specifically Connor Brown with McDavid and Kane? Uh, well... That's one combination they can try with the top six. I think we might see all possible combinations with those six players throughout the season, just depending on health and who's playing well and when they need a spark in a game. I'm sure we'll see Leon and Connor on the same line at, at times throughout the season as well. Uh, I'm Maybe I'm getting a little jaded, Bob. Like day one training camp line combinations, I'm kind of like, okay, that's cool. Well, I, Louis, let's, Louis, let's let's see Louis, how it plays out. But Louis was quite interested that there was no screwing around. No, like, well, there was, no, no, I'm not there saying there was a clear delineation. Yes, sure, of course, there the is. guys that got a chance to you know that are going to be on the team and which I mean, I'm fine with. I I don't. I mean, I remember when uh, I think Dallas was coaching and and Taylor Hall's first training camp shift was with two AHL players because he mixed and matched everybody. I'm just saying specifically and Brown took and all Kane. Stuff out of the room. Like of course, of course, Brown's going to play with McDavid, but he's not going to play 82 games yeah. with McDavid. There will be other players moving around, and there's no doubt there's going to be Leon and Connor on a same line for for a stretch of several games at some point during the season just to turn them loose and turn up the heat. All right. Uh, Brendan Escott's going to do countdown to kickoff tomorrow at 6. We have an hour-long version of Oilers now. Hey, Brendan, what's your... Uh, what are, are we looking for a different game against BC than maybe they've had uh, over the lot? By the way, what happened to the board that had all those schedules that used to be? This place, I'm telling you. Like, I, I think mean, Jay Lynn used to do those. Oh, she used to do that, and, and she's not she's, here anymore. Yeah, okay. well, well, we can start That's, doing it, Bob. All right, because I might need some help. Cause I, you know, I got there is help. a game tomorrow. That's all you... The day's I got the business. game right. Tell me about the matchup tomorrow, and then I'm going to get both your thoughts on Trey Fort. Well, obviously, BC has shut them out twice this season. Did they shut them out a third time? That would be really impressive. Uh, no. Though, when I guaranteed that they wouldn't the last time, they, they did. absolutely did. So I'm not going to go ahead and do that again. But I think they'll be hard-pressed to keep Trey Ford in this new Elks offense off the scoreboard. And um, there's a lot of good reason for that. And BC looked a lot harder to beat in the early portion of the season than they do now. 9-4 and four is the record. The Elks basically need to win out here in order to remain involved in the playoff conversation. The fact that they're there right now is pretty impressive. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun one to see if they can't keep this up. They have held leads in six consecutive games. They're four and two out of the second half break. It's good. Good. So, Reed, are you going? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you sit in the stands or do you go up in the press No, I got box? the season ticket since 97. Yeah, since absolutely. Since 97? Yeah, I had them back in like 82, 83. Yeah, no, I sit in the stands. Yeah, yeah you know, there was like 55,000 fans at those games. Uh, how about this for a prediction? You think maybe we're looking at them closing the upper bowl and getting everybody in the lower bowl in the future? I hope so. I've said this. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be see, interesting to see how the next president handles things. Um, or, or maybe part of the uh, upper deck. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, the, there have been some decently attended games this season, including the Labor Day rematch. And, and actually, Scott, that the last time the Lions were here, that was, I think, the third best crowd of the year. And to see them not score a point. So, but uh, you said the next president. I'm going to throw a name out there right here. Since we're, we've done talking about Michael Pargatti, I'm going to throw a name out right here, right now. Greg Dick. Okay. Okay. Works uh, is Randy Ambrosi's right-hand man with the Canadian Football League. Is Toronto-based. Can you go down that path again, Reed? You've gone from uh, Len Rhodes, was not an Albertan, that got brought in here. Uh, Then they went with Chris Presson, who was an American. Uh, Then they brought in Victor Kui. He was sort of an Edmontonian, but hadn't worked in Edmonton for like 20 years. And can they go from a guy from Toronto like Greg Dick for that position? Do I, I don't. I don't know much about him, Bob. So if if he's good and he cares about the league and knows the market, then yes, they okay. can go that way. You have thirty seconds. Make it count. What's coming up tonight on Inside Sports? Morley Scott, Tim Anger from Football Alberta. Calls and texts if you have any, and right. some audio from today. Oh, wait Catholic. a sec. We're allowed to do calls on this show. We've not done calls in like the two and a half weeks that we've been on. Uh, daily faceoffs. Frank Cervelli for the horses and horse racing Alberta, and the big man George LaRock for Conlon Motorsports coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Reed Wilkins is up next after Thomas Dias with a global news weather traffic update.